guys. Welcome back to another episode of Wine a Little, Laugh a Lot. Hey, Britt. Hey, Shan. Welcome back. Welcome back. Happy November. Excuse yeah. me, what? Right? Now the we're into year. like, what, the second week? I can't. Like, yeah. It's bring just... on the stuffing. <laughs> oh, yes. That, oh, yeah. I was like, I don't know why, but I forgot about Thanksgiving. I know it's your favorite holiday, but I, I cannot forgot. wait. I like forgot about it. I'm just like, Oh, okay. So this is a question for you. Um, since you are a Thanksgiving fan, like, do you start like the Christmas, um, it's like celebrations, like music and all that early in November or do you wait until after Thanksgiving? After Thanksgiving. Okay. Yeah. I yeah, am... we normally like, I mean, I typically always decorate like the weekend after Thanksgiving, mm-hmm. Last year, I think I did a little early because I was like going home for Thanksgiving oh, yeah. and like COVID and I was like, I have nothing better to do. But typically it's like the weekend after that's when the Christmas music starts. I was going to ask I'm just like, music. let okay. me, in, let me enjoy my Thanksgiving holiday. Mm-hmm. The Christmas season. Yeah. I know like Margo will probably decorate, like she probably already is decorated at this yeah. point. She's like a November 1st kind of gal. I... But yeah, I, I like it kind of depends like on like my mood. Um, yeah. But I will say the Christmas like music starts right away. Like I could listen to Christmas music year round, to be honest. But like, I feel like, okay, it's like fine to listen to it now starting in November. And but like decorations are just kind of like whenever I feel like I have time, but like, I don't know, like holiday snacks, like there's already been stuff at Target now, like holiday candy and stuff like that. Oh yeah. I was at Um, World Market the other day and they have like all their Christmas decor. I I walked in and I was like, ah! (laughs) Yeah. It's a little like jarring. Yeah. 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 But I mean, and I, I do love Christmas. So like, I'm not mad about it, but, and I, I also think it's because like, I don't know, like growing up, Thanksgiving was also basically Christmas. It's like we always had like there was like Christmas stuff up and like Christmas music. Yeah. So, yeah, yeah, it's just crazy that we um, like that the the year is over, basically. So this year went so fast. It really it went fast, but also uh, so slow at the same time. Like it's crazy, like how much has happened in the year. So, yeah, it's been a wild one. It has. Well, soon yeah. we'll be stuffing our faces with all Thanksgiving sides. And I can't yeah. wait. <laughs> Me either. Um, oh, man. Well, I know we have a lot to cover in our episode today. So we'll kind of keep this this uh, intro short and sweet here. Yeah. Um, yeah. We Like Shan said, we covered a lot. There's a lot that we got into with like a monumental guest, we'll say. Um, Definitely. And, yeah. But like even I don't know, kind of like looking back on it, like like we go in a lot of different directions, like in our conversation. But there's a lot of like said a lot of like what we say kind of all ties back to like the same kind of messages, which I think actually could be really good thing going into the holiday season, um, like for people to think totally about agree. like like empathy and like perspective and like putting yourself in someone else's shoes, because it's always it's easy, it's easy to make assumptions about people or make judgment calls on like anyone, but like, you never know what anyone's gone through or you've never had, you've never walked in their shoes. So like, you don't really know, like, you know, it's always like, it goes back to the stupid, like cliche, like don't judge a book by its cover. Like exactly. Yeah. On the outside, you have no idea what people are actually going through. So exactly. Yeah. So that sounds all very heavy and like, 
we're not. Oh, no, this like, episode's so fun. Yeah, so fun. exactly, yeah. But yeah. like, still, like, had like it's like, still serious. Can think about exactly. So yeah, yeah. All right. Well, without further ado, let's get into it. Well, we are so excited to have with us today our first ever male guest. It's a big day for the podcast. <laughs> um, we have with us today one of my very best friends from college and literally the most amazing, funny, interesting <laughs> human on the planet. So oh, welcome God. to the podcast, Phil. We're so happy to have you. Thank you for having me. I'm excited to be here. Yeah, You're like we're excited to have you. Yeah, yeah. It's He's already off to a good start. Yeah, <laughs> it's it's, I, I'll here. just preface this by saying with the three of us on here, this conversation could go, probably and will go in a hundred different directions. <laughs> so sorry in Bear advance to the listeners, but that's just who we are. We'll we'll take an emotional roller coaster. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh my God. It'll be yeah. great. So, Bill, I've known you for like, it's over been a dec- over a decade now, right? I feel like it. Yeah. If it hasn't close been close to. Yeah. I feel like yeah, it has to have been because you've like next year, won't you have been out of college for 10 years? Yeah. Well, that, yeah. no, I was done in 2015. But Shan, you yeah, will almost be, right? Yeah. Like yeah. I've already been out of college for almost 12 years. Really? I think you were next a year, freshman when I was, maybe when I was a senior. I don't know. Shan, we met my sophomore year of college when we were at the new and I was like quiet. Or they thought yeah, it, was. it probably was ten quiet. years ago then. Yeah, yeah, that's crazy. That's Another life. I can't believe it. Right? Oh wait, exactly. no, that literally was ten years ago. Happy ten year anniversary! Yay! Cheers! Happy <laughs> you know, <what laughs> the longest say. relationship I've ever been in. <laughs> Glad you it's know, with you, I'm baby. not mad about it. You know what they say? If you've been friends for ten years, you'll be friends for life, with some exceptions. But like, here we are. We're just saying, speaking of cheers, okay, we'll get there. (laughs) (laughs) You guys are already there, it's fine. Yeah, the 10 year rule doesn't apply to you. No, literally. (laughs) Well, speaking of cheers, um, what's everyone drinking tonight? Phil, I see you have your Olivia Pope wine glass. Yeah, I do have Olivia Pope. Aesthetic. It's, great. it's all about the aesthetic. Um, today I am drinking the Velvet Devil Merlot. Ooh. I used to bartend at a restaurant called J. Alexander's. Um, maybe you guys have been there. Yeah, I've, heard, um, I've never been, but I've heard of it. I took a fake wine class with like 10 of my friends in college and like thought I was a wine connoisseur. And then I started <laughs> bartending and like uh, fine dining where they literally make you actually understand yeah. wine. So um, I, this was like one of my favorites that they had. And then I was still in college at the time too. And my roommate was dating my best friend. So we would literally have bougie wine nights and chug this and then literally <laughs> crawled to my room next door, but it was fine, oh my God. but it's good. But it's so one I of my favorites. That. It's like, not like super sweet where you're like gonna throw up from it, but it isn't like too harsh and dry. Even though I will drink like a super dry wine, I'm like a yeah. red wine advocate. So like the drier the better for me. Same. But like so this is, is like something yeah. fun that you could drink and like like you could drink this before you like go out to the bars and like not be completely blacked out, but like also not feel like you're like really sitting there drinking. Legit. Let me tell you, I have drank a bottle or two of red wine and then gone out after. Oh Your my gosh. ass 
asking for trouble. But let me just say yeah. from experience. Would yeah, not because recommend. I'm not going to drink red wine at the bar. So no, like, no. I'm going to drink red wine and then literally switch to tequila and soda and literally, literally die. Yeah. Oh my I, God, I'm going to hurl just thinking of this. Yeah, same. So. <laughs> I know. <laughs> I, I actually like had a that. glass of bourbon before this too. And I'm like, uh, oh it's just like a dangerous combo. <laughs> I had to ease the tension. We're really getting nerves. loose tonight. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I mean, it's Thursday, Thirsty Thursday. So why not? Right. Make it come back. Yeah. Just like in the college days. Oh dear God. Wow. Right. <laughs> right. <laughs> I already feel the PTO day calling tomorrow. <laughs> tomorrow is my last summer Friday. I mean, it's like October, but our last summer Friday is so our last half day Friday of the year. And I'm already like sad. So maybe I will take a PTO up, day tomorrow in remembrance. Do it. <laughs> you deserve it. Yeah. Well, I too have a red wine. Um, mine is not nearly as fancy as that because Shan, remember a couple of weeks ago when I was talking about how my mom was like, oh, I like need to get you a birthday gift. I just like, I'm still like working on it, blah, blah, blah. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So randomly, I like my, got a like notification from my package room that I had a package. It was this like gift box with like, I think it had two or three bottles of wine, like popcorn, all this stuff. And it had a note in it. And all it said was happy, very belated birthday. <laughs> Nothing else. And so I'm like looking at it and I was like, uh, hello. (laughs) And I texted my mom and she was like, um, maybe it was for me. And I was like, stop playing games with me. Like, I need to know who this is from. Like, is it from you or is it not? And she was like, yeah, it's from me. Um, so there was a Pinot Noir in there and that's what I'm having today. It's, it's pretty good. It's like, I just, yeah, it's like nothing like out of the norm, just like a pretty standard Pinot Noir, but it's good. So would Love recommend. That for you. I don't know where you can buy this because it was from all baskets.com or something, but <laughs> Love it. yeah, so that's what I have. Oh man. What about you? Shan? Well, um, I drank too much red wine last night, so I just can't <laughs> fathom the thought of red wine right now. Um, so you're probably going to be shocked to hear that I'm drinking Kim Crawford. <laughs> there you go. I did, yeah. You know, you know, that TikTok that I think it's Courtney Kardashian's voice where it's like, I think she's on the Ellen show and, um, Mm-hmm. it's like, like putting up two celebrities so she'll be like john, john mayer, mayer right now. and she's like, john mayer and then like she'll keep going she's like huh and then she's like this will be tough john mayer like i feel like that's me with kim crawford like i always <laughs> but then you sent me some for my birthday my brother-in-law bought me a case of it for my birthday so i'm like i have all of this wine. of course daddy buys you a whole case <laughs> no, I saw as you that. call shannon's you- brother-in-law daddy <laughs> yeah I used to FaceTime Phil all the time when I lived with them. Phil would be like, where's Sadie? I'm right here, Phil. I mean, he was. In his dad voice. (laughs) That's funny. Oh, my God. He better listen to this podcast now because he just got a shout out. I'll tell him. Yeah. I feel like you have to listen to this one. If he knows you're on it, when I listen to (laughs) he loves it. 10 out of 10 recommend. Let's call Phil. Okay, we'll answer. like goes down to the basement to smoke and he's like let's call phil <laughs> like, okay now and of course time. i answer and i'm also <laughs> equally as drunk on a completely different time zone and like hey what's up say, it's like it's like 2 a.m our time and so it's like four phil said like, hey <laughs> yeah i'm like what's up just in my uber on my way home not sure where i was 
<laughs> I do feel like you have the most ins- I mean also I don't know you as well Shannon obviously but I feel like you have the most insane schedule based on what I see on Instagram and then also what Shannon tells me like you're like like the one day because it's been a it's been a grind to get Phil's uh, available to record and I'm one sorry. day he's like no man. it's up like I'm I all of this good for you uh, <laughs> but you were like I have to work and then I have to do this and then I have to do this and then I have a party to go to and I was like in one day like that's like a span of 12 hours you just did 85 activities. <laughs> yeah. Britt was like, you do as many activities in a day as I do in like a month. And I'm like, yeah, really. oh God, you're kind of boosting my self-esteem. I need to tell my therapist about this. Like, I'm like, holy shit, I'm like, you're good. <laughs> I'm like talking to her. I'm like, yeah, I'm like exhausted. She's like, that's why. She's, I'm like talking to her and I'm like, I don't know why I'm so tired. And then I tell her why. And she's like, so like, should we replay what you just said? Or like, <laughs> what? Like, I'm not sure why you're confused right now. Um, I do have a crazy schedule, but it's because I also do work for a Spanish company. So like Mm. we, they are six hours ahead. So like, they don't take into account. You start working so early. Yeah. So like like, I have to work from three to five and I'm like, my phone literally starts buzzing with emails around literally between like two or three o'clock in the morning. And then I try to get up between four and five, sometimes six if I'm being lazy. Well, like and... same. six is a good day for me yeah literally I'm if like I'm... yes I'm so good <laughs> um and then I'm like low-key like a zeo zaddy right now so like half uncle half dad and then <laughs> like work and then life and then you still have to have fun too so good for you Gotta for getting it all, it all done I try I don't know. I know. Actually, I don't people will call me like after they just saw me like literally crawling on the ground from a bar and I'll call them like <laughs> go out on Friday like Lily gets blacked out then like is calling the people I went out with at like seven o'clock in the morning like do you want to go to brunch or no yeah. <laughs> they're like Phil like when we were at Bibbins wedding I remember we went out Friday night and I didn't even drink that much because I had just like traveled and I was super tired and I know me I'm like if I drink a ton I'm gonna be so hungover on the actual wedding day and remember you couldn't get an uber so you were in my um, hotel room till like 4 a.m and we were just like talking and then literally you text me at like 8 and you're like are you ready to get food and I'm like no I'm oh gonna my have God, to wait, sit no, this do you remember I me like- sitting in your hotel room like I'm sitting on the chair and it's like literally four o'clock in the morning and I'm like do you think I'm gonna get up and work out tomorrow or no like, like you no. said that like, he, no, like, he's like he's like I really gotta go I have an 8 a.m workout and I'm like bitch you are not going to the gym tomorrow like are you kidding not go work out yeah. well, but I was at brunch by 11 wow, yeah you were you. and I was like I couldn't even be alive by 11 I'm like I'll, I'll see you later even if I wasn't drinking kind of like you said Shin, like I would just be tired from being awake that long yeah. yeah I feel like you just like I just go with that you know I'll sleep when I'm dead I love that. Yeah. You're an inspiration. Yeah, truly. Because <laughs> I slept for about 11 hours last night and I was like, wow, I could use more. So, no, yeah, don't get me wrong. Like, though. coming I off do... a bachelor party hangover. And I think that's what it is too. Yeah. I am yeah. a sleeper though. Like, I will literally go to bed at seven o'clock at night so I can like still get eight hours of sleep somehow. Like, and if I don't have anything to do, like, I slept until 10, 15 last weekend. And I'm like, wow, I did good. <laughs> well, you rejuvenate like once a month. Yeah. Sign up on your sleep bank, but we're glad that we yeah. were able to finally get you on though. So the hardest man, man in Hollywood. Yeah. Thanks. <laughs> the ladies. man, the myth, the legend here himself. Yeah. 
Yeah. Um, All right. But yeah, so I Phil had posted. <laughs> yeah, it'll be great. Don't hype me up too um, much. <laughs> you don't need any hyping. You do all the hyping yourself. Yeah. You are like the best hype man ever. Thank you. But, I try. Um, you had something, Phil, recently on your Instagram, which was kind of like, and I think I sent it to Brittany because I was like, oh my God, I love this so much. And she's like, we need to have him on the podcast. Um, so I think, and I think you were kind of joking earlier too, like you you like I love your social media page like you just like say what's on your mind but it's like who you are so, you know some people are like I mean we've talked about this at like length on the podcast of like how mm-hmm. social media is a highlight reel and like you see one thing but like I feel like with you it's it's you 100% and like you kind of said earlier like you see my social media but like if you re- if you meet me in real life like that's me um so yeah do you just kind of want to give us like I guess the background of that post, the one with your niece and kind of like where you're, um, you know, like how you mentioned, like your half uncle, half dad and kind of taking on that role. And like, then we can kind of just go from there. Yeah, for sure. Um, well, so (laughs) I have always been super close and disclaimer. Also, most people don't know. I actually have like four or five nieces and three nephews and I am, have three godchildren as well too. So Uncle Phil loves the kids, honey. Yeah. Um, <laughs> literally. <laughs> literally. Um, but How many siblings my, do you have? I have six sisters. Oh, and that makes I sense. The, okay. Yeah. yeah. I'm also the youngest boy. Oh, okay. Well, no, I'm the youngest and the only boy. So it's like, this is like my karma back to the world is like my sisters took care of me. So like now I have to give back the karma to them too. Yeah. Um, but I'm super close with my sister, Christina, and um, I also travel a lot for work. And my apartment was actually trying to evict me because I had an emotional support dog. And it was like a whole drama and like literally had to call a lawyer, like everything. And my lawyer was just like, do you really want to stay here? And I'm like, well, kind of, because like literally I don't have time to like go somewhere to like find somewhere. So I, he's like, but do you want to be somewhere you don't want to like that doesn't really want you there? So I'm like, mm-hmm. you're right. And so like literally tried to find an apartment when I was um, traveling, but finding an apartment is just as hard as finding a house right now. So I would literally call somewhere on Monday and then get on a flight and then come home Friday. And by the time I had booked a showing of it, it was already booked. So I already sold whatever. So I called my sister one day, like crying, like, I don't know what I'm going to do. I have to literally be out of here in a month. And she's like, well, honestly, I just like bought this house. Like, do you want to come live with me? And I'm like, fuck it, let's do it. And then like we did. And I've always, even prior to this, I've been like super close. Me and my sister were like one and the same. Like if you ever met us, like you'll have to look at her latest Instagram posts. Um, the bougie <laughs> mom and uncle, it's kind of wild. Um, but we just like are literally the same person. And she literally lets me do like whatever with my niece, like, crop tops right now are a big thing for kids and my niece is obsessed with them my sister's like fuck it she could wear crop tops she's six but like <laughs> she literally loves it I promise it's not forcing her but um so then I lived here and then my sister is also a nurse and a single mom and mm-hmm. if you don't know traveling nurses make more than the world right now yeah. and so she just did what she had to do for her family and well for her and her daughter and went on a traveling assignment and luckily like I was here to like support her in it so within that like I became 
kind of like a Zio and a dad at the same time. Um, not that I would ever take credit away from her because like her as a mom, like she is superwoman. And for some people, it's probably hard to understand why she did what she had to do. But until you're in her shoes, you can't judge her. Yeah, and like say. you can make so being a travel nurse, you can make so much money in a short amount of time that like it can give you it's a insane. lot of like flexibility and like for like the future or for like at least the next year or so. Oh, a hundred percent. Like yeah. it was like one of those things where like even I had to take a step back, like Christina, what? Like, you know what I mean? Like I thought about becoming a travel nurse like a year ago. Yeah, like, like I don't have the background, but like nurse like at this point. Yeah. But then she told me what she makes, and I'm like, you know what? Go, like I'll figure it out. Yeah. Like I'll do it, you know? And like yeah, me and my niece, we also have like such a special relationship. Like it's great. Like even before this, when she started school, like I was at every soccer game every whatever there was like I could go to I was there so we already had that like emotional connection and whatever like and now at this point literally I walk through the hallways of her school and everyone's like Zio Uncle Bill (laughs) and I'm just like literally go with it but I love it and like even it's crazy her teacher like I went my sister was on a travel assignment and they had like open house or whatever and the teacher's like doing her introduction and she's like welcome parents and uncles like in like gave us a like shout out and like we went to fall festival last weekend and this mom who my sister's she has like her little mommy crew and she like randomly comes up to my niece and is like emma like do you see like my brother and sister here like do you see anyone else's like uncle and aunt here like no like do you know how special your uncle is and i'm like Aww. wait what like because like, me i'm just like, my oh, heart I'm what yeah, that's so cute. like you know what i mean but Back to the original question. Um, so now I'm I love the background. My ne- yeah. Yeah, the so context now, is good. I'm a talker, so I'm sorry. We maybe no, no don't apologize. Um, but so with all of that, now I'm here, and my sister is actually back now too um, for the holiday and stuff like that. But um, but in between the time, like we, I am a single gay man and literally did not know what I just signed myself up for. <laughs> And literally got opened up to a whole different world, you know? And like one of the major things for me was hair. And it's like, literally like for me, I'm like, okay, comb it, gel it, run. Like, you know what I mean? And if I don't want to do that, like literally we'll put on a beanie in 80 degree weather and walk out the door and like (laughs) it's chic, you know? But for her, it's like a thing, you know? And like, it's like, not only do you like want to send her to school, like looking like she's like taken care of and like things like that, because essentially with kids, like image matters, especially with the school that she goes to, you know, I mean, not that she's not by any means. So even if she has a crazy hair day, trust me, she's more fulfilled than most, but um, Mm -hmm. just waking up and doing her hair, like was different and not only that like I my dad's black my mom's white so fortunately unfortunately whatever you want to say like we me and my sisters like we have a texture of hair that is like closer to normal than not normal you know like yes our curls are like wavy and like we still have some sort of texture to our hair but like you're able to like easily like brush it and like yeah exactly so for me like doing her hair I'm like okay my hair is only two inches long so like I don't get it and then it's like so then I'm like struggling to do her hair and I'm like what do I even do like a ponytail like I literally work in fashion like I could pick her out like the most sparkly bedazzled like 
colorful, whatever outfit, if she wants to be in leather, like I'll do it. If she wants to be whatever, I can do all of those things. Like I'm in tune with her emotions and things like that. But like when it came to her hair, like I genuinely was stuck and it would like stress me out because in turn of doing her hair, like I also, I'm a very emotional person just by nature. And so like, I also like struggle with my own mental health and things like that. And I feel like because of my own journey, I'm very in tune by how she feels. Like I listen a little more than just like a little side comment. Like maybe sometimes I read a little too far into it, but I think in essence, it's a good, a good thing, you know? And she makes like a lot of comments about her hair and things like that. So I like learned that like, for her, she's learning to love and appreciate her curls because we really like tell her like, no, your curls make you beautiful. Like, this is what makes you special, like things like that. But at the end of the day, she goes to like a predominant private school, which unfortunately in our world, that means that she's going to a school that's predominantly white. Like, fortunately, my sister did choose a school that has a lot of different backgrounds, but at the end of the day, it is predominantly white, you know, and her best friend is white so even her friend has made comments like uncle phil like does emma always have to have braids in her hair and like how do you explain this to a six-year-old girl you know like and how do you still explain this but like make them feel comfortable you know so it's like for me getting her ready in the morning and doing her hair is like i have to take the time to do it and i have to learn how to do it and i put up this post because one day I was just frustrated and we're trying to get ready for school and she's frustrated. I'm frustrated. It's only six o'clock in the morning and no six year old (laughs) wants to be awake at that time, let alone any fucking person wants to be awake at that time. For like 18 hours already. (laughs) Yeah, literally. Um, So just like, I just, I also follow, I'm not someone that I follow people that I know obviously on social media, but I follow a lot of people that are in the background of things. So like I follow a lot of like stylists and hairstylists and not so much makeup artists, but just anyone that has to do with like the production of things is more of who I follow than the actual like influencer themselves. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, okay, like I literally just saw this girl put in $1,200 extensions. I saw this girl put a fucking $1,800 like sew-in, someone else do a color, like a dye job, like in all different nationalities, you know, like it's not just white girls and black girls, it's Hispanic, Asian, like anything in between. But the only thing I don't see is someone explaining to us how to literally do their hair. Yeah. You know, and I feel like, unfortunately in our world, especially like in the black community, it's not that common that the man is like the one of the front people in doing things like this. Like, I feel like most men have the luxury of like handing it off to their wife or whoever and like saying like, do this. So they don't have to deal with it, you know? But like in my world, I don't have that luxury, but I also yeah. can't send her to school feeling uncomfortable. Like for me, it's not even the public perception of what she looks like and whatever, because at the end of the day, like I know that she's taken care of and loved immensely but for me it's how does she feel when she goes to school and if she doesn't feel a hundred percent I don't feel a hundred percent you know so like that was something that really weighed in me I'm like why are you really posting about this the 20 million twenty five hundred dollar balayage or whatever the fuck it's (laughs) whatever like you know what I mean I'm like why are you telling Mm -hmm. me this like I've seen this but like why are you not like 
doing something to get back to the community because like something like that would be instrumental to like our world and what was actually more eye-opening to me was it was actually more white men that reached out to me like agreeing with me than even black men that said it so it's like yes in some contexts like we do have a harder time because it is like a harder like it's more coarse it's harder to um like work with and like it's more painful for her to actually brush it and things like that and like yes we like figure out different techniques and like when I go into Sally's Beauty god bless whoever is sitting in there when I walk in because I'm like I literally tell them like I don't know what I'm doing, but I need help because this has to be easier for me, you know? And like, (laughs) I just felt like it was something that the world needed to know. And I also feel like it's hard for a dad, but then it's also, it's even a more abstract situation with me being her uncle and in this role, you know? So like, I am in a completely different realm of what I am used to. And it was like, fuck it social media everyone else wants to bitch about everything else so here I am and this is what I'm (laughs) saying and it's crazy I really when I said it like when I post on social media like I said before like when you meet me on Instagram you meet me in real life like I'm the same person and like it's just one of those things when I feel passionately about something like I will say it and it's not for anyone else but for myself so whatever feedback Mm -hmm. I do get from it I always appreciate it and take the time to the research and whatever it is that it is but I never expect to actually hear things back, but the amount of like support and things like that, that I got back from it was the most mind blowing part of all of it. So it's funny because when Shannon was like, yeah, so I saw what Phil posted and I sent it to Brittany and she, she was like, I don't think you follow Phil. I was like, no, I actually do. And I already saw that this morning. <laughs> yeah, she had already seen it. Yeah. I love and it. I think I had like been, it was like early because you were probably up hours before mm-hmm. me. And I like, I think I was probably like laying in bed. And I remember thinking I was like, oh, because I was like, oh, I want to ask Shannon like more about that. Because like, yeah. I should have just asked you, but I I've never actually physically met you in person. Um, and, you know, now I know. So, um, because like your post actually did make me think a lot too, because I was like, yeah, I don't, I literally can't think of a time like growing up when like my dad ever had to like solely be responsible for like doing my hair and like me and I have two sisters, like two younger sisters, and we all have a lot of hair, like, and we've had like natural hair, like for our whole lives, like we've never had a relaxer or anything like that. So it is like, I mean, it's a decent amount of work like to do. And I think the only time I could think of was when my mom was in the hospital having Sydney, she was like in labor, having my youngest sister. So I was like nine and my other sister was six. And I remember my dad taking us over to my babysitter's house who lived like a couple block, a couple houses over and like taking us over with like our bow box and all of our stuff. Cause we had to go to school. And it was like, kind of like abruptly that my mom like went into labor. And she, like, I remember my babysitter, I can't remember her name now, but she like did our hair for us that day because like, he was like, I know, like, I can't do it. I don't know how to do it. And like, I, he was like, and I know I can't send them to school, like looking like this, but like, and like, so she just did it. I mean, she was like 16, 17, whatever. And like, I'm sure I actually looked extra cool that day too. Um, but yeah, it is interesting. And I did like a couple months ago, like, I don't know if you know the hair care brand Sienna Naturals. It's like Issa Rae um the comedian it's like her she's like co-founder of it but like um they 
I don't know how, but somehow they like reached out to like me and like a bunch of other people. And we're like, they were looking at doing a focus group with like women that like use the products and it's like for textured hair specifically. And so it was like eight of us on this like zoom call, just like talking about hair and stuff. And the first question that they asked, and this was something I had literally never thought about before, but they were like, how did you guys all like learn how to take care of your hair and like do your hair? And I was like, Oh, I literally have never, that's like not something I ever thought about. And then I was like, I got like from my mom and like my, like mostly just my mom and my grandma. And like, it was just like, this is what you need to do. This is what we're going to do. Like every week, like, this is how you should be. You should do these things, not this. Like these are like good. And it's just like something I never thought about or like, and I guess I took for granted. And there were a few girls on the like call that were like, half black half white and like I think two of them had white moms and they both said they were like I never knew learned how to take care of my hair like I never no one ever taught me and I never knew how and I was like oh yeah I guess like and it because it's like you said like you you don't know until you know and like it was yeah it was just like a crazy thing to like actually think about but it is something there's like a huge hole that like yeah like how do you learn how to do something that's just like almost like a trade secret if you will to like a no, it is like, like my literally my aunt has been a cosmetologist like owned a beauty school like everything like his did all of those things but because of the texture of our hair like we've never like even my sister like my niece is like very tender-headed so like if you even grab a bristle brush and just like which just touches the surface of your hair like she is like literally screaming like in the morning when we do hair like it's like okay like I didn't know I was supposed to have candy at eight o'clock in the morning but like here we are like, <laughs> but we gotta do it yeah and it's not it's like actually like six o'clock in the morning and I'm like but like this is what I have to do or like we put on cartoons because like it is such a different world that we're in you know like even my sister like holy she doesn't listen to this because she'll kill me but like even she struggled with it you know like she is a woman and she does do her hair and she can curl her hair and she can straighten her hair but like at the end of the day like the texture of my niece's hair is completely different than hers so like with my niece being tender-headed and then her having a completely different texture of hair like even she gets like frustrated and stressed out and like literally what do I do you know what I mean because like no one is talking about this. Like, this is like, it's like one of those things Like you just learn it from your grandma. You learn it from your mom. Like, I think that's like part of black culture is like, I think hair is like a big thing. Like even as men, you know what I mean? Like you go to the barbershop barbershop, and you get a fade, you get like whatever, like you talk to your barber, you bullshit with him. Like the unsaid thing about women in the the barbershop. Oh, because it's literally like, it's like an all day thing. He comes back with oh, stuff yeah. that he's like bought. Like once he had you, cable that he like bought at the barbershop, my mom was oh, like, Anthony, yeah. this is where we draw the line. Like the man walks like, in with the back in the day when they would walk yeah. in with the bootleg CDs. And yeah, like literally. All these like, yeah. Oh my God. Yeah. You yeah. got the new fucking whatever yeah. before it even came out or whatever, you know? But it, I think, man, woman, I think in our world, it is part of our culture you know what I mean but if you don't understand it fully I think it's something hard to grasp and I've even I've grown up going to barbershops I've grown up in beauty salons and like I've lived in a world like this but I never understood the actual complexity to it all because it's like not just like brushing your hair and putting it in a bun you know and like that's Mm -hmm. why that's even why I did reach out to Shannon because I'm like I want to hear like what 
even if I wasn't the one on the podcast, like I thought it would be an interesting topic because I don't know how to say this politically correct, but it is a black woman and a white woman in a podcast together. You know what I mean? So like your experiences are completely different. Are different like, yeah. mm-hmm. you know what I mean? Like, that was also very like politically correct. Like, I don't know what you were nervous about saying. I don't know because sometimes <laughs> yeah. I don't want to offend anyone. Like, I'm like, like, what's I, he going to say? I know, I know like, we're like, yeah, yeah. You know, like, yeah. it's just like, you never know though. You know what I mean? But like, yeah. I thought it was important because like, I also think like I grew up in a very white world. Like we were sent to private school our entire life and things like that. So like, and then we also weren't like, didn't have like that texture of hair so like things like that like weren't a big deal for us like I like in our school when we were growing up like we me and my sisters were literally like at the time of us all being in school at the same time because our ages are so spread out like it was me and my two sisters there and then my sister had a friend that was black and then her little brother and like we were literally the five black students at the school you know and like I remember like she got micros like back in the day and like literally the Catholic school was literally like, no, get them out of your hair. And it's like, no, That's but bad, the white yeah. principal doesn't understand that this little girl just sat through fucking five hours of getting her hair braided and her hundreds mom just spent dollars. probably hundreds of dollars on this. And yeah. you want her to take it out because you don't understand it. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like and that's they don't even care to like educate themselves. It's like, exactly. it's unfamiliar to them. And right. so they're just like, that's it but it's not like you said like taking the step of being like this is this is how I don't know if it's that they don't care because I try to give people the benefit of the doubt I just don't think it's that they understand because I'm even telling you like yeah I'm a black man and I did not understand until literally I had to like literally step into it and see what actually you had to do that I could understand it you know what I mean because even with my niece's school like in black culture, we do barrettes, we do beads, we do these things. And my sister like had to have conversations with like the principal, like they're like, she showed up with beads when she was in kindergarten. They're like, no, you cannot do this. And it was like a conversation, like, no, she is doing this because like, this is like literally what it requires for this. Like she can't just throw her hair in a bun and walk out the door. Like, that's not how it works. And like, then they ended up coming to like, I mean, you can, you know what I mean? But like, but no, but like when I was like that, you know, but not like to go to school, like I've and, exactly and like you're in, an adult so. yeah. and like you've literally like learned how to do yeah. things where you can't just throw your hair in a bun, but like where yeah. it's a six-year-old girl who like, yeah, doesn't understand why she has to On wear the a playground would that. come ham looking like insane. Yeah. Like literally like <laughs> yeah. we bought edge cream and I'm like, wait, what are edges? Like the woman in Sally's beauty is like, you are literally raising a black girl and you don't know what edges are. And I'm like, well, do I have them? Like I heard the jokes, but like, where are my edges? Like, I don't know. Like, That's what do funny. I do? And like, it's just like, I think like a learning experience for everyone. And like, that's what I tried to like remind myself, like, especially with my niece's school, like they came to the compromise, like, okay, like you can wear clear beads because they're less distracting, but it's just that's like, even you have to wear- dramatic, but yeah, yeah, but it's like, also you have to in our world like we live in a white world whether we want to accept it or not like that is just like where our world is and I think the past year if any time I mean granted fuck you America for like literally making the past year be the moment where half of you woke up but that's a whole different podcast (laughs) Um, but the what I have learned through my experience with my niece and through the past year of everything that's been going on is like 
don't get mad until you show someone. And then when they still aren't receptive, are they not willing yeah. to learn? Are they not willing to listen? That's when I'm literally going to knock on your door screaming. But in, yeah. so I'll, I'll give you the grace of saying like, okay, you don't understand. Okay. But now I'm going to explain to you why this is and why this has to be this way. So you either choose to understand or you choose to be naive and ignorant because at yeah. that point, that's what you are is you're ignorant. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I even think, I think you give people the benefit of the doubt a ton. Cause I think from my perspective, it's like, I don't want to have to educate you. I want you to care enough to like take, be proactive yourself. So that's like very admirable of you because I agree just situations in my life. I'm just like, it's, it's very apparent to me when people don't make the effort or like to, to educate themselves or learn or whatever. So I think like props to you for that because a lot of people wouldn't do that. So you're so perfect. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> that was like also a learning experience for me though, too. Like I, I'm about to get, they're about to come for me on black Twitter. I don't know, but even <laughs> when everything happened with black lives matter, like I am literally biracial, you know what I mean? So yeah. like my parents have literally taught us to like, not care. Like we don't see color because we believe that we're all people. You know, and now when you say that, it is really offensive. And I've even gotten to arguments with people when I'm willing to admit this when Black Lives Matter first came out. Like, I was like, yes, Black Lives Matter, they do. But like, also, my mom is white. So, like, her life matters too. And it took someone to literally sit me down and argue with me on Instagram, literally, and say, like, Phil, no, like, you have to take yourself out of this. moment and see yourself as a black man because that is literally they don't care that my mom is white they don't care that I have a million white girlfriends running around me they don't care about any of that when I step out into the world they literally see me as a black man so like Mm -hmm. it is true black lives do matter because they have to because right now yes all lives matter and all lives are important I will never take that my biggest thing in life is that as a gay black man I have several targets on my back. And the thing I have always wanted the world to just, if in my ideal world, my one wish is that like, let's just live in peace. Right. You know, like, let's just live because you're black, you're yellow, you're purple, you're brown, you're whatever. Like, you know, like, let's just live in peace. And then we don't have to worry about this. But unfortunately, what someone had to show me was that Phil you can't think that way because we don't live in a world that's going to accept you for being purple, brown, blue, whatever. Like you have to explain Mm -hmm. to people, you have to fight for your place in this world, you know? And like our struggle is different than people. And in that I had to be taught myself as a black man. So how can I expect people who probably in a lot of cases, Shan, like, you know, we have a lot of mutual friends, like, For a lot of them, I'm probably the only black person they ever met in their entire life, which is like so wild to even like fucking Mm -hmm. think about. But like if you actually do, because we have to be empathetic because that's what we're asking the world to do too. So we have to be empathetic to them. Like, okay, they hear Black Lives Matter and Black Lives Matter could be this general picture. But when you hear Black Lives Matter, for some people, Black Lives Matter because now they don't see it as this general statement. They see it as my friend, Phil, like his life matters. Like Mm -hmm. that is literally what is important. And 
I'm ranging off topic. I'm sorry, but like no. even no, with no, all of that, like, go off. There were literally people that I had not talked to in years. That this girl that we went to college with. Every time I'm in New York, we hang out, we see each other, we have fun, and then when we don't, we don't. We say happy birthday, like whatever. She texted me and said. Phil, I've been literally waiting to text you for weeks. I've been like battling with what to do and I just don't know what to say anymore. And I'm just literally going for it and telling you, like, I don't want to offend you, but I just want you to know, like, I'm here for you. Like, I don't know what I can do, but I want to do whatever you need me to do. And just know that even if I can't do anything, like, I love you and I'll never understand where you're coming from, but I'm here. And even another friend, she texted me, like, God bless her, but like literally through and through fucking loved donald trump like had the fucking trash ass red hat and everything like literally her and she even did it because her fucking husband well boyfriend at the time now husband literally did it so she grew up in a world that literally understood it and it's like funny because our mutual friends that I know her through, like would say like oh just like don't talk about this with her whatever and she on her own like we are not she's someone I care about, but like, it's not like we text every day, like have this full blown conversation. We've never even talked about politics, our race, our religion or anything like that. And she texted me and literally was like, Phil, like, I just want to say, sorry. She's like, I literally lived in a world where I thought that this was okay. And like, I never understood what all of this meant until right now. Like I Mm -hmm. can't, now she's like what like had the MAGA hat and is literally like wait what the fuck am I doing like you know what I mean and yeah she that's huge yeah yeah so it's like when you meet people like that and you are surrounded by so much good it's like no I'm not naive there's still ignorant fucked up people in the world they'll never like, go away yeah yeah but like my job and even someone told me like Phil do you realize the audience you have like every time you post a story I literally see at least five white women on your story like you have that like you have that access to exactly like you have what the world is trying to do and after hearing that like in getting these messages and all these things pouring in I'm like yeah like I do like now I have to literally like it's my duty now to give people the benefit of the doubt and to teach them and to show them and then whatever they do beyond that, that's when, not that we're supposed to judge people, but like that's when the judgment can set in is yeah. when you educate people and give them that knowledge of like where you're at and what it's like and what your struggle is and like how hard it is. And like not, and there are people that have it far, far, far worse than I ever have in life, you know, like, but if I have the audience of people that are going to listen and be receptive to it and I can change the people around me that is more than I could ask for you know so it's like not everyone is going to understand always and that's again coming back to what we were talking about like that's like (laughs) what it is like with hair like it's like even with my niece to school like you don't understand what it's like and even if it's not a literal black girl like like I said I have six sisters and a bunch of girlfriends and now like I'm sure you guys can relate to like having girlfriends that are now having babies and getting married and things like that. And I feel like even with men not having kids, just like being married in general, like they're very dependent on women, you know? And it's like, it's actually mind blowing to think about how much that we're living in a world where women are like fighting to get the credit that they deserve because like 
when they're doing it all. People don't understand how much women do like from a physical aspect of like what they do in their daily routine to like literally what their bodies physically can do. You know, like, it's just crazy. Like if I'm out with my girlfriends that have kids, their husbands, boyfriends, baby daddy, whatever, will literally call them minimum 10 times in three hours to ask like whatever question. And with that being said, do I see the new Cinderella? There's a new Cinderella. I haven't watched it. Yeah, it's on Prime, okay. isn't it? It's so like, with the, oh, oh, the one with Kamala. I'm not watching that. No, you have immediately, to. No. no, immediately. No. I've seen what I needed to see. The clips <laughs> that I saw Wait, were What did awful. you not like? Because I have to know. I Okay, so I haven't watched it. I also don't love Camilla Cabello for like a multitude of, like a few different reasons, but. Is that clips, who was Cinderella? I'm yeah, like so yeah. bad with celebrities. I literally don't know yeah. anything. She's the with one the, that dates um Sean Mendes. Sean Mendes, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, jelly. Um, but, <laughs> but I mean, so yeah, so she's like has her own problematic like history, whatever. However, the videos that I've seen or the clips that I've seen of like the songs that they did, wow, it was they were bad. Like it was like like the Rhythm Nation one. I was like there was no rhythm to be found. Um, like there, and then what were some of the other? There were. It was just so. I was like these are this is bad. Again, I didn't watch the movie, so I can't say, but the clips that I saw did not do it justice. So I just, okay, I don't so know. I'm if I'll challenging be you to watch it because I think that you'll feel different. <laughs> so some of them were literally tacky, but like, that's they what, yeah, they were going, tacky. That's a great way to describe it. They, it was so tacky. Like, some things I'm like, okay, fast forward, but I watched it with my niece, and I will say they, t- for a kids' movie, they touched on a lot of important things. Okay. Um, Besides, they also did a really semi-tacky, but, like, also you're watching kids' movies, so you have to deal. But, like, the In Vogue, What a Man scene I was, think like, I saw a clip of that, too. It was good. It was good. And, they, <laughs> and if you actually look, of course, I have to over-observe. So they had every nationality of women. They had literally a bald woman. Like, it was, like, literally every type of little girl watching song. this movie. Could identify and the dance moves were good, so I appreciated okay. that part. But, but the overall thing about it is that the what I got most from it is the movie like really touched on female empowerment was like a very big thing. Um, they also changed almost the complete narrative of the movie. Like, not spoiler alert of Cinderella if anyone's watching it, but in the end, the prince doesn't marry the girl cinderella who they changed to ella because she had to choose between getting a contract for being a fashion designer or marrying him and then his dad was like literally no at first and then in the end the mom who was like you never let me speak but now it's my turn i'm doing it you fucked up and the dad went back on his word and literally was like be bold go out there like find her marry her or don't and like you know like us as people in our 30s late 20s we can relate on the pressure of getting married they really mm-hmm. touched on like not feeling the pressure of getting married and gave that message of like get mm-hmm. married or if you're in love and don't feel the need to get married don't do it but going along with what we said they brought up like essentially gender roles and how we view them and 
it just showed how real it is that men are so dependent on women and that like they even there was even a scene where the I forget who it was like they go off because in the movie again spoiler alert the prince actually has a sister in this version and the sister is like the one who is suitable like to be the next like heiress or whatever but like the dad keeps pushing her aside because she's a woman and not the son obviously and there's like a scene where Ella goes off and she's like, so you're telling me that women can literally physically give fucking birth and do all of these physical things to their body on top of then you expect them to literally run an entire household. But like, you don't think she's suitable for this or that or like whatever it was, but it just really played into the role of like where we are as a society. And then when you see it in your friends and you're like, okay, like you're out with your girlfriends and like, you know, like you haven't seen your friend in months because she has had a baby and just got married and it's like been doing the married life. And then every 10 seconds, her husband's calling her because he's like literally confused. Like, it's like, <laughs> wake up. Like, yeah. There's literally a whole world yeah. going on. Like you're literally just like the responsibility is on her to take care of the baby. Like I'm pretty sure the way it works is you can't fucking have a baby alone at this point. Like, you know what I mean? Like yeah. the actual act of creating that takes two to tango. Yeah. Exactly. So like, it's just hard to see the way we put so much pressure on women and then don't give them enough credit for it. Retweet. Like the unpaid labor. Like, oh yeah. And like, I feel like also women for lack of a better word are like thirsty to be mothers but it's like someone said this to my friend Benita who literally is younger than me and has three kids right now and she's doing it all by herself and she's like everyone glamorizes this entire world of being a mother but no one Mm -hmm. literally tells you like what it's actually like like I was driving to Pittsburgh and I called her and I'm like bitch like how do you do this because I'm like I'm trying to fill up my own cup on myself and like going to therapy and like doing all these things to like protect myself but then I'm like but then there's like a whole nother person that I'm not like extremely responsible for but in this moment in time I am so right now I'm trying to fill up her cup but there's nothing left to fill me up either so I'm like how do women literally do this on a regular basis, let alone a career woman do this. Like, I'm like, thank God, God bless, take care, get a therapist because you literally need it. No, it's true. There is so much like, and it's like, people don't talk about it enough either. Like the unpaid labor that like women do, because even, even the stuff, like you said, like what what it takes, like going into like putting your appearance together and like, because unfortunately, like there is way more pressure on women to look a certain way and like to present themselves a certain way whatever that way is but like like I can't show up to work like looking like a mess and like expect to still be yeah. respected which is sad well like it's, a myth. it's funny Brit. has this ever happened to you where like I mean going back to the days of going to the office like obviously I'd like get ready for work or, I'd like do my hair my makeup whatever and then if there was a day I was either like run late or just was like mm-hmm. I don't feel like getting ready and I'd put my hair like it is now or like in a bun and like maybe not wear any makeup and people would be like are you feeling okay yeah and I'm like yeah, yeah I'm fine I just didn't get ready <laughs> exactly 
But then it's like this Joe Schmo over here is wearing like a half zip and sneakers and <laughs> jeans. And it's and not, he has any- not washed in two fucking weeks yeah. because I literally see them slouching <laughs> dirty socks. Yeah. And it's like, oh, and he's like in the old boys club. So it's just like, it is a lot yeah. of like, it's a lot. And even like, I don't know, to kind of like tie maybe all the things you're talking about together. That's why things like the crown act are like, especially important. Cause it's like giving what, like, obviously it's not just about women specifically, but like women are educating on the crown act. So the crown act. So actually you would probably be really passionate about this. So the crown act. Yeah. Here we is, go. Add to the list, baby. Yeah. So I, I don't, I hope I do a good job at explaining it, but so kind of like what you were mentioning your niece, like how the school was like, you can't wear those beads in your hair or you can't like wear braids or whatever it is like the crown. Do you remember too? I think this was part of it too, Britt, a couple, I don't know how many years ago now, but do you remember there was like a wrestler who had dreadlocks and they wouldn't let him, they were like, Wrestle. you either need to sh- like shave those ha- your, oh, off your head cut or you off, can't compete. compete. And so he yeah. cut them off like on the mat basically. Yeah. And so basically the crown act, and it's only been passed in a handful of States, maybe 10 or 11 so far, mm-hmm. but it basically prevents employers, employers, um, schools, et cetera, from having discriminatory hair, like dress code policies about hair. And like, I mean, I worked, I've worked at a handful of places where like that was in the dress code. Like you, like I couldn't wear my natural hair basically to work. Like even like just the way I like normally wear my hair was technically out of dress code because it's like messy or having like braids or dreadlocks or basically things that are like protective hairstyles or like, especially like black centered hairstyles were just like it, it the crown act prevents employers and schools from having those types of like l- rules and like legislation basically discrimination um, that's right discrimi- yeah. yeah discrimination so yeah. um but i feel like that kind of like ties into that because it's like there is especially like as a woman there's a lot of pressure at work to present yourself or even at school but especially at work to like present yourself mm-hmm. like a certain way but then especially too like as like a black woman, it's like, okay, like I, like now it's like, I don't know if it's not a thing or like, I just don't care anymore, but like, it's like, okay, but you need to wear, like people think that you should look a certain way or like have your hair like styled a certain way or whatever. So it's like, you already have the pressure of like being a woman at work and like having to do all of those things. But then it's also like, what am I wearing? Okay. Does my hair look quote unquote presentable or like quote unquote professional to people? Like, it's just like, so it's like so much pressure in your like day-to-day life just to literally get by (laughs) and like do the basic things that you like need to do. So, and it's like a lot, yeah, a lot of just like people don't think about it or care. It's like, they're not aware of it. And like women, we should talk about it because it's like affects all of us in some way, shape or form. So yeah, the crown act. No, I, I think like that goes into I feel like there are so many rules and regulations in our world for like especially like in corporate worlds where like mm-hmm. I don't even think that people and maybe there are some instances where it is targeted to black people, but like I think that some people like they make these rules and these guidelines and they don't actually understand the person that they're targeting even sometimes unintentionally you know what I mean so it's like yeah like you're saying like making it like Catholic school I get it like you want everyone to be uniform and have this image of like things and like be prepared and like have this put together like look but like you if you're a white 
person making these rules, how do you set these guidelines for someone that you have no clue what it's like? Like you're telling like a black woman, just put your hair in a straight slick ponytail. Like, well, do you want to wake up at five o'clock in the morning and do your hair? Okay. Yeah. Me either. So like literally how could you put that? But it's, that goes back to what I was saying. It's like a naive, like, in some sense like ignorant thing where they just like literally don't understand so I think there's a lot of part where like some things wholeheartedly could be targeted and things like that but I think that there's also a lot of situations where people just don't understand exactly and that's like I think what a lot of it is and it kind of like I think you said this earlier of like when you were talking about like um how like your family was like well no black people aren't different than white or like whatever which like I do like that is in theory that should be sure that's how we should approach things but at the same time you have to appreciate what's different about everyone and that's like goes beyond like race like whatever like people that are disabled or like whatever it is like you have to acknowledge that like we're not all the same at like we all we are all humans but like we all have something that's different about us and like that makes us unique and like who we are. So it's like appreciating those things at the same time is like acknowledging that they exist, but then still treating everyone the same. Like it sounds complicated, it's like, but it's not that what, hard. But it's, it's not, also yeah. like yeah. you're saying, like it's like appreciating what makes us different, but treating us all the same. It's like, yes, like like people are like, well, we're making the exception for black girls to braid their hair. Because like that is like un this level like that is the same as you putting your hair in a messy bun exactly yeah like you know what i mean so it's just seeing people like yes our journeys are different and our paths are different but like what is normal to someone can be our normal is different because we are different it's relative you know exactly so it's seeing people where they're at and understanding their cycle and all of it so that we can be equal in some sense you know yeah I think like I don't know like even but even we have our own faults in the black community too like even I just had my parents adopted a couple of my sisters and one was like we talk about very controversial things and now I'm kind of going off in a whole nother tangent for another podcast but she literally was like okay hot topic like do we it was after the do you guys know that Batman or Superman no Batman had a son. No. And now Marvel just announced. Oh, that he's black. He's he's bisexual. Bisexual. Oh, you know what? I did hear someone talking about this, but I I had no idea what it was. Like, I had no frame of reference. I don't follow. I think actually, now that you're saying this, Phil, did you post it? I think that's where I saw it. Says you know I posted it. Yeah. Okay. That's exactly (laughs) where I saw it. I'm like, I know I. I'm like, I know I heard about this, but where yeah. have I heard of it? And I'm like, wait. I probably saw it on your story then too. And I was like, eh, cool. Yeah. But I like, I don't know anything about yeah. Batman besides. It's uh, advertised as Batman, but it's actually like his son. And just like my sister's like argument with it was like, do you think like the LGBTQ plus, I'm not going to say that a hundred times, but do you think the gay community is more sensitive? And I'm like, how could you say that as a black woman? Because in essence, the gay community is fighting for the same rights as black people like do black people want to be treated equally yes do gay people want to be treated equally yes and then my sister's like well don't you think gay people have more rights than black people and i'm like 
Can you adopt a kid at any agency? Yes. Can you literally get married in a church? Yes. Can mm-hmm. you legally not get fired from your job and are hired for being black? Yes. None of those things happen for gay people. Like, you know mm-hmm. what I mean? So it's like, mm-hmm. that's why this comes in full circle of being understanding of people because like, even as black people, we struggle with so much, but Agreed. how hard is it for black men to accept gay black men mm-hmm. or gay community in general? You know what I mean? So it's like, that's why I think it's so important to come full circle again is just to understand and educate people and to teach them because we can't be mad until we explain to you where everything is before. And then if you, like I said, it'd be at that point, then if you choose to be naive and turn your blind eye to it, then that's when you get to be irrational. Well, not irrational, but <laughs> that's where you get to literally fight for your right for whatever you're fighting for, you know? For sure. Yeah. Yeah, it is. It's, it's like, that's why, like, I don't know, in general, like human and civil rights are something that are like really important to me. And that's like for everyone across the board, because it's so crazy that people have to fight to like be treated as equal or be treated as like not other, because like, that just like is an insane thing to think about because it's like what is normal like what is the status quo and like why is that like what's accepted as like normal quote unquote you know like who am I to say that like what someone else is doing is right or wrong like I'm just one person like this is just me and like I someone could think that what I'm doing is wrong so it's just like who are we all to kind of like judge each other if that makes sense or just like isn't that the most mind-blowing part of it yeah 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 is like literally we are willing to accept a white man who is literally being the literal shit out of his wife because he is literally a white man married to a woman yeah like yeah he gets to have this negative opinion about gay people because he's a white man married to a woman yet he's like literally being his wife behind closed doors and that's yeah. who we're listening to yeah so like what is normal like who like why do we when you think about it it's like who actually gets to say like being white is the most normal, Yeah, you know, just because like, unfortunately in our world, like that's predominantly who makes our rules. The one I was, yeah, I was listening to, oh, I was listening to this finance podcast the other day, which 12 out of 10 would recommend. Uh, it's called Money really? Please by, Be- by Betches. Okay. They've had one episode and I liked it. Oh, but, I saw um, that they came out with the finance podcast. Yeah, it's, finance it's, scares me. Well, so I've been really getting into finances because I know past I'm doing it too. wrong. <laughs> By really getting into, I mean I'm just like trying to understand how to better spend my money, and I've been doing it's like life changing. But anyway, she like this phrase that she used, I was like, this is so applicable everywhere. She's like, the finance world is pale, male, and stale, and I feel like that could be like attributed to so many other it's like okay but like why is that what works when it's I do think in general like there's it's going to be a slow shift but there's a lot that's changing in America because a like America is in general becoming more brown and not just that doesn't necessarily mean just black like that just means in general that people becoming more brown like there's more um there's more people that identify like as mixed race than like ever before and it's only going to continue to like that's only going to continue to happen as people continue to be like more integrated and like 
having like interracial marriages and, and things like that. The fuck what their parents say and just exactly do want to. Exactly. So like that's only going to continue to change, and like that's going and like granted, it's like I said, it's going to take a while, but like more of those people will be like older and be like able to be in power and be able to like make legislation, and there will be more people who are um like not cisgendered or like things like it'll just be more people that aren't pale male and stale like actually like being able to like it's a stale for me because it's so true you just see this little like cookie cutter white man you're like you literally fucking only fucking missionary and that's all i get (laughs) what a sad (laughs) way to live but it's it's even like when you just look at like our, you don't have like, to edit that out. Don't worry. <laughs> oh, <yeah. laughs> uh, that's, yeah, that's gonna stay. Um, even when you just like look at like even like okay, Joe Biden. Like I voted for Joe Biden, but like he's one hundred and seventy five years old. He's been in politics for forever. All of the people that are around him are have also. It's like I'm like I've been watching. I don't know if you guys have been watching American crime story impeachment like the impeachment story about no, I can't watch crime story. I get scared. it's not crime it's like about bill clinton and monica Lewinsky. it's 12 out of 10 oh, okay. but like there's <laughs> right, so i'm here for a sex okay, scandal i'm here for a sex scandal i'm not here for like some bloody gory ass oh no 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 <laughs> it's literally a sex scandal but it's so crazy because so many of the people this was in 90s it started in 93 up to like 98, which at this point now is over 20 years ago. But so many people that are talked about and referenced are still relevant in politics today. And I'm like, that in itself is sick. Like we shouldn't, these people shouldn't still be like around and relevant for, to me to be like, oh yeah, like they're, like Brett Kavanaugh and like Ann Coulter and George Conn. Like, And I was just like, why are these people still relevant? But it's like until like a lot of those people move out and a lot of people, I also think like kind of, I think Phil, you maybe said this towards the beginning, like, oh yeah. When you said you were like, I, there are probably a lot of people that I know that I'm the only black person that they know, which like, that's something I think about a lot too, which can put a lot of pressure on you like as a person. Cause it's like, well, now I represent this whole community to like these people. But I think as people continue to like, as the world continues to become more integrated, hopefully, and people continue like meet people that are outside of like, themselves like hopefully that can change people's like opinion and perception and like that's where it kind of all has to start and then if across the board we can just all be more open-minded and like wanting to learn and take like learn more about other people and be curious about other people instead of turned off by what's different like we can only get better I think by doing that so maybe that's like a too much of a glass half full outlook on the world but like that's no, what I hope that's literally reality no, I like yeah. I feel like literally like at some point you have to grow as a person so like you have to forget that what your parents rules were yeah and you have to forget like the ideals of your family and like while those things are like family and morality and all those things are important but like at the end of the day like you have to think for yourself mm-hmm. because like your parents and grandparents maybe weren't going to school with black children and even if they were going to school with gay children they weren't fucking Nobody talking knew. about it yeah. right, exactly yeah, right. like it's the weird uncle like you know yeah. what i mean like yeah that's our roommate it's like, is yeah, it something's like yeah. Mm. yeah like my uncle lives with his best friend of 50 fucking years yeah. i know they're fucking <laughs> like, but okay, like, okay sure like you know what i mean but it just like comes like you have to like say like no that's not my weird uncle like that's literally my gay uncle and like i literally love him for it like they my one of my nephews like 
literally when I tell you he is like a man's man to like a T like literally loves being like playing rough, like loves football, sports, everything, whatever. And he's talking to my sister and I'm like assuming because like I went to his birthday party like a week or so prior and like when you meet me, you meet me. So nails will be painted, purse will be carried, like every single thing. Like I don't care if I'm in the hood, if I'm in a fucking the Met Gala, like it's the same bitch. Like you know what I mean? Are you so going like to the Met Gala? Probably. And went to call me. Okay. I, but like if you can go bring me probably. Yeah. I'll bring you both. I'll get two guests, obviously. But so I'm sure like his little cousins, because, you know, kids are literally savages, like probably said something about like my nails being painted and like whatever. And I'm sure they said something. So he goes up to my sister, like, I know Uncle Phil is gay, but I still love him. And it's like, yeah, because like literally that's what you're like learned is to like love. Like it's only when Mm -hmm. we adopt these like prejudice and discriminatory like views that like that's why we're in the world that we're in because we're not thinking for ourselves. Like as long as my sister raises my nephew to literally think for herself and hold on to ideals like that, like he can go and play football and be a rough like boy and still like love his gay uncle Phil. Like, you know mm-hmm. what I mean? And like, mm-hmm. at some point I hope we don't have to say my gay uncle Phil, it'll just be my uncle Phil. Exactly. Cause why does it have yeah. to, why do you have to qualify it with being gay? Like, you don't say yeah. like my straight aunt Shannon. Right. Yeah. <laughs> And so I try to, I often try to like stop myself or like think like if I'm going to say something like this Asian person, this black person, this gay person, like I'm like, would I say this straight person? Would I say this white and if white person? And if I mm-hmm. wouldn't say that, then I, there's no need to like, don't. put an additional yeah. like description on it. Cause what is it like, what does it matter? Cause like right. we're all, it, it, if it's not relevant to like the content of the story, like yeah like say like this good person or this literal piece of shit asshole like yeah literally (laughs) yeah like those should be the only descriptive yeah exactly this beautiful person or this this loving person yeah 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 a hundred percent like but that's the world we hope to live in you know and it's so crazy exactly one thing i will say after we set all these like negative things on culture is the first time i went to a gay bar there was like this older man, like plot twist. Literally love older men. So find me at PM Lockhart. Plot twist. But um, <laughs> this like older gay man's like hitting me up. It's my first time in a gay bar. I'm like freshly 18, like brand new baby, like just got into the bar. And this old man is like hitting on me. He like literally is like, could tell I'm like legit, like mortified, like scared, like did not know what to do. And so finally he like takes a second from like stop hitting on me and was like, you know, you're scared right now, but do you even know what kind of world you're about to live in? And like, at this point I had not even came out to my parents or like anything. And he's like, in my time, like we literally had to march like Stonewall, mm-hmm. like all of these things. Like we literally had to fight. He's like, now like maybe it's not a hundred percent. Okay. But like two men can walk down the street and he's like, do you know what you're about to see in your lifetime? Like men are going to be able to get married to men. And mm-hmm. I'm like, go home that night, like literally sitting here in my anxiety, like thinking about it. And sometimes when I get like too hard on the world and I'm like depressed by it and it's like weighing heavy on me, I'm like, damn, like literally maybe we can't adopt a kid everywhere, but like there are some places that are going to let us adopt some beautiful baby, like, Maybe I can't get married in a church, but I will sit on some courthouse steps and literally marry my husband one day. 
Mm-hmm. I don't know if I will, but we'll see. But you know what I mean? You can but, dream. But it's, Stay a, tuned. but it's a yeah. possibility. You know what I mean? And for oh, yeah. people like him, he literally, God bless him wherever he is in the world. And I hope he gets <laughs> to see the world that we live in because like me, 18 and naive, I'm like literally scared to come out to my family, like all of these things. And it's like, while there is so much hate and negativity in the world, like as a gay community, as black people, as minorities, as anyone, like we still need to appreciate in some essence, like how far we have come. Because if you only focus Mm -hmm. on what negativity there is in the world and how much we still are getting harassed and belittled and bullied and even for women, you know what I mean? It's like, yeah, like, are you being overlooked? But like, also, kid, you go to college and be an engineer and be a badass bitch and be a female engineer and literally fucking run. Women it. can run for president. We haven't had one yet, but we've gotten pretty close. Well, actually, we technically did have one, but um, like, we're getting close. So it's like, yeah, the 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 glass the ceiling <clears throat> isn't shattered. It's maybe got some cracks in it. But like, yeah. like JoJo, even like JoJo Siwa being on Dancing with the Stars and Dancing with a Woman, like when I heard about I that, that, I was like, this is literally Dead. the biggest thing. Because like, who watches Dancing with the Stars? Middle America. These people right. like need to see like that. It's literally like there's no harm in a two women dancing together. Like, no, and they're so fucking good. Yeah, they're really good, and really like good. they're talented, and like that's all that matters. It doesn't matter that it's two women like dancing together. You know what I mean? Right. Or even just like like Pete Buttigieg being Buttigieg, yeah, Buttigieg being like okay. the Secretary of Transportation or whatever his title is. Like he's a gay, like an openly like gay man, and like I think that's the. I'm pretty sure that's the first time anyone in like the White House cabinet has been like openly gay, and like he's married his husband like they just adopted a baby like also met his husband on an app you did before they were married or after oh he met his husband oh i thought you said you met his husband i I don't know is he cute because maybe we could have another podcast (laughs) he's like exactly he's like a millennial so it's like these people and like everyone's in America like sees that rather if they like agree with it or think about it or not but like that has no effect on him doing his job like him being gay him being married to a man has literally no effect on if he can do his job properly or not and like Jojo Siwa dancing with a woman or not has no effect on if she like is a great dancer so like right it's just like little things like that like those are things that like give me a little bit of hope of like okay like it gives me hope but then it also scares me because now, like, it gives people the advantage to say that kids being gay is a learned behavior. Because now they saw yeah, the senator true. or whoever he is on TV with his husband. So now they think this is normal. Like, you know what I mean? Like, even also, again, referencing the new Cinderella, the new fairy godmother. You're really is, selling me on it. Uh, <laughs> ha- I'm telling you, you have to watch it. Literally, the fairy godmother is called the fabulous godmother, honey. Like, Mother? literally, like, Billy my, Porter? My, my, yes. That, okay, I yes. I've seen clips of yeah. it. Billy, Billy Porter, Porter like, yeah. in heels, oh. in a dress, in sparkly fucking leggings, like, literally serving every single thing that every single person in life ever needed. My niece did not watch the entire movie until Billy Porter went from a butterfly into fucking his amazing self. And that's like literally ran around the house screaming until that moment happened. And she was like, I love it. 
And I'm like, of course you do, because like literally it's amazing because like you don't know any different than this. Like even someone, my niece goes to like a private school. So you do deal with the problem of like Catholicism and letting them use that as their scapegoat as they always do. But one of the little girls, well, I don't know what to say because I don't want to be politically incorrect again, but in school, you have yet to she, actually be politically politically yeah. incorrect. I feel like. I just like try not so to so good for you. Like, even as yeah. a gay man, I don't know all of the things. Like I always tell people, like do it. Like I'm a gay man, but like I literally love my penis, so like I can't relate to someone who's transgender. Yeah, like you know what I mean. But like, will yeah. I also ever discredit their journey because I don't understand it? No, because it's literally their yeah. journey. You know what I mean? But so this little, well she was a girl but felt like she was a boy so her mom she's transitioning so but she doesn't do it in school because it's catholic school so like it just would be a whole different thing but outside of that she lets her be he him be who he wants to be and she posted this whole thing on facebook so my sister went up to her and was like hey like just so you know like if he ever needs someone to like be friends with or like whatever like am I super accepting like my brother's gay like we're very open about it like you are safe here and like this could be Aww. your space if you need it you know what I mean but then it's like so you get hope in these situations but then she goes to school and the principal's like oh no we that's can really sad like that is sad but then it's like some fault to the mother because she never like did it not that yeah. I think you have to explain yourself because I don't even agree with the fact of coming out but I think yeah. in this setting we want people to respect our space so like let's in some sense respect theirs so if the mom felt this urgency to post about it on facebook and all of these things i do think that she could have gave the school a little more credit and just been like hey beep is now beep like you know what i'm sorry I can't yeah. say the name, but like you know what i mean like and i feel like maybe then we would have given them more of a chance to like accept it and understand it and like because like let's be honest it doesn't matter if the parent is Catholic or not. This is going to happen 20 right. more times in the next 10. This is going to happen yeah. another 100 times in the next 20 years for this yeah. school. Like, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So, like, let's teach them. We're back to teaching people because, like, literally when they don't know, we have to teach them. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So even, like, like Shan, I know, like, we were talking about some, again, I've lost the track of time, so I don't know if it was earlier this year or end of last year, but, like, we were just talking about, like, in general, you were, like, I feel like I've learned a lot about just, like, race relations specifically, like, recently, like, do you, like, from your perspective, do you kind of, like, feel like kind of what Phil was saying, like, you, obviously, you like, no, you don't know what you don't know, but, like, opening up like being able to like be exposed to like new information you have to like, be yeah you have to be open to it and you yeah. you have to be exposed because I mean to Phil's point earlier where he was like I was probably the first black person that some of my friends met so it's like not having that exposure to it yeah. to all different kinds of diversity I think is like really harming for our society because if you don't I know agree. It's, yeah I mean this it's like it's kind of like with anything like even in my new like I move positions in work and I'm just kind of like in this like I'm learning, but I'm also at the point where, like, I don't know what I don't know. So, like, yeah. I'm, like, taking it upon myself to figure out, like, what I do need to know. And I think it's just, like, people need to take accountability. And you can't just, like, pretend you live under this rock where, like, everything's the same in this world. Like, everything is so different. But if you don't acknowledge that and you don't want to understand, I think that's, like, 
you can, you have to acknowledge that everything's different, right? Like everyone in the world is different. Things are changing. But if you like pretend to live under this rock where like, you know, you aren't exposed to new things. I mean, growing up, I like till I went to college, I just like kind of assumed everyone was Catholic because I grew up Catholic. My town was very Catholic. I didn't know anyone who wasn't like literally every person I knew was Catholic. So I went to college and it was this huge, like, oh, <laughs> there's other religions and these people don't believe what I believe. And that's fine. Mm-hmm. So it's like taking the time to like understand you know, other people's beliefs. And I think for me, it's just kind of been like, I'm doing this for my, no one but myself. Like right. I want to be educated. And I think it's not dis I don't know if disheartening is the right word. It's disappointing, I guess, to me when people just like don't care and mm-hmm. like don't want to take the time to understand. And like, like to your point, like I will never understand what it is and what it is like to be a black person. Right. But I have empathy and I'm like, you know, trying to learn and like, I can't, I can't relate to you because I never have and never will be in that position. But I think people who just like, don't acknowledge that and acknowledge that, you know, people have different struggles based on who they are and like their background or their nationalities, whatever. That to me is kind of like, okay, we're almost in the year 2022. Like we're not living in the 1800s again. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Like, so it's just like, I do it for no one but myself. And like, am I great at it? No, but am I aware of it? Yes. And I think that's, it's a, it's awareness, right? Like it kind of comes down to that and like acknowledging it, being aware of it and like, whatever that means to you, just teaching yourself and like, not being like, I don't know. I'm not sure. It's like, well then figure it out if you, if you really want to, or like, if you want to be an ally or a friend, like, right figured out and like talk to these people and understand their struggles and and if not like that's not like I'm not sitting here telling people you have to do that but that's just what I how I live my life I suppose that's the the only way I feel like in general we can improve because like I like what you said like I don't know what anyone else's struggle or life is like besides my own so like I like yeah love I like to be educated on everything like just because I'm like I only know Mm -hmm. what I know so it's like if I can learn about other people's experiences then that can help me better see the world too and like help me be a better person I think because when I encounter someone I can be like okay like I don't know I don't know your life I don't know your journey but like I can appreciate that yours is different than mine and I can take that into consideration and like have some empathy so I think like yeah I don't know I think it's there's a lot of learning in general that people could do um and we can only get better, we can only grow. Exactly. Yeah. Shan, do you think it's easier because you do have Black friends to see this? Or do you think that not having Black friends and not understanding is an excuse? Oh, that's it's not an excuse. Oh, that's no a good way. question. Yeah. yeah. Um, I mean, yeah, for me, because kind of like I switched to your point, when Shit's getting crazy. It's getting real, Uh, honey. Kind of like how you said with like your mom with the whole like Black Lives Matter. And you're like, yeah, Black Lives Matter, but like my mom also matters. But like kind of in reverse of that, I think yes, it not, I don't know if makes it easier. It's just like I have some of my very best friends. Yeah, exactly. And it's like you kind of put yourself, like I know them, so I can put myself in their shoes and be like, see it from their vantage point. But I don't think not having friends of color or not having friends who are gay is an excuse to not understand it. I think it's like, okay, like then do better. You don't need to have like a relationship with someone who's in a minority to like 
understand that, right? I mean, does that make sense? No, I agree. With, I agree with you because I feel the same way about a lot of things too. Like, okay, yes, I'm a woman and yes, I'm black. So those are like two minorities that like I'm a part of, but like there's so many other things like walks of life that like I've never experienced, but I feel the same way. Like, I think it's an excuse for people to say like, well, I can't relate or like this or that, but like, you can try to, you can learn right. about it. You can like, these are still human beings, like regardless of if they're, re- I, I think it's sad that people have to like, that's why I think it was like a little bit hard for me, kind of like what you're saying, Phil, of like, when it took like these like huge events of like Ahmad, Ahmad Aubrey and like Brianna Taylor and like those types of things for people to be like, oh, wow, like this is real. It's like, yeah, why did it have to take like that for people for like, some people to really just be like, oh, this is really happening. Like to make, make it like a real person. Cause it's like, it's sad. Sometimes it's sad that it has to be that tangible to people. It has to, like to get under- to that level. Yeah, yeah. To like understand, which, uh, okay, sure. But it's like, it's look around. Like there are people everywhere around you that like are different than you. So, and I guess maybe like, I take that for granted of like living like where I live. Cause like, I'm sure there are places where people live where there are, everyone does look, seem exactly like them and like is exactly like them. But like, it's, tw- it's just like too, we are too advanced in the world for me to, to like buy that, that like people just like can easily turn a blind eye and like live inside of their bubble. Like turn on the it's TV. It's like our phone can literally get turn out of, yeah. because we look at it, like literally yeah. figure it out. Like there's yeah, a whole exactly. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Like get like, on Instagram. you literally don't understand it. Literally, like your favorite influencer is probably black or white yeah. or fucking something that you are literally not like, you know yeah. what I mean? But you can still relate yeah. to that person. So how do you not understand it at this point, you know? Yeah. Or like yeah. even our parents age, like I feel like oh, a lot of yeah. times we make excuses for our parents because, and I'm not even being biased on one end. Like I come from a Catholic Italian family that was racist against black people. And then the other end, I come from a conservative Southern Baptist family that was like racist against white people. And like my parents took the plunge and literally were like, fuck it. Like we're just doing it because we literally love each other. Like my, my mom always tells a story about my grandpa because like literally from Naples, Italy. And like, I'm sure everyone knows like about racism with Italians and black people and things like that. And my grandpa and my uncle broke down, their car broke down in East Cleveland. <clears throat> or maybe not East Cleveland, because I don't know if East Cleveland was bad back then, but essentially in a bad neighborhood, like in a black, a bad neighborhood, because it was primarily black people. And my grandpa and uncle came home and they're like screaming like the N-word, like those didn't fucking help me. And we were literally broken down in front of their house. And my mom's like, even before she met my dad too, she was like, so if a black man literally car broke down right now in front of our house you would go outside and help him and she said my grandpa and uncle literally had nothing to say nothing to say yeah like just like speechless and like this is like i mean granted i never got to meet my grandpa on that side but i did meet my uncle but like it's like yeah at the end of the day like you're so convicted in your prejudice against this person but like if the roles were reversed what would you do yeah like if i whoever it is, whether you're racist against Asians, like if an Asian person broke down in their car in front of your house, are you willing to do what you're expecting of them to do in your situation? Yet yeah. you hate them so much, but you expect them to come out and help you. Right. Yeah. It's like and a back standard. then too, it's like, 
yeah two white men broke down a car in front of me fuck that like i'm not going outside yeah. like you know what yeah. i mean like yeah i'm just go a lot of ways at this point like you yeah. know what i mean so i think people make i think we do have to be compassionate empathetic to an extent of letting people understand but then it is like you said it's 2021 like literally get over it yeah like we're not living in your grandfather's world anymore like yeah we're right. living we're literally Things, times are like, changing yeah like right now i i live in a like gated community like it's very whatever like the fucking senator governor shared brown whatever he is lives in our neighborhood i don't even know but but the neighborhood is actually like predominantly black and it's like all like pretty wealthy people like whatever and there's like gay couples here and it's like in a set like outside of our community it is like very like urban or it's literally the hood to be quite honest you know what I mean but like at no point do I feel like unsafe or anything like that and like even for my niece like I'm like I'm glad that this is where we live compared to a gay community and somewhere where it's predominantly white because now like you get to see that like we don't have to live in poverty and we don't have to do yeah. these things. And like, we can see, but it's also not just black people here. It's literally, we have a Latino neighbors on this side. We have white neighbors on this side. We have a black couple here. We have gay neighbors here. Like, you know what I mean? Like we get such a full world. So it's like, even in our world, which in most situations, this is like a white world, but like here it's like not. So like when you're mm-hmm. surrounded by, so many different cultures like how do you still feel some sort of like some type of way about anybody yeah like how do you still feel your white privilege when literally Mm -hmm. you like not even our neighborhood per se but like if you live in fucking beverly hills like how do you feel your white privilege when literally there's a gay couple that lives next to you on your left in a fucking biracial couple lives to you on your right like they're a different race but they work just as hard if not more than you because you're probably a fucking trust fund baby like you know what i mean like <laughs> did you even earn this or no. like were you yeah. born to this like maybe yeah. your neighbor had to... so like why can't you respect them more that they yeah. literally came out of this you know yeah i think we all kind of i think we're all on the same page so hopefully we can get the other what seven billion people in the world Fingers <laughs> crossed. Yeah. Or how many people live in America? Like, I don't know. Too much. Yeah, yeah. 25 or so. I don't know. Um, Oh, my God. Because, yeah, I do think, I mean, I will say the future seems a little brighter, hopefully. Um, And, like, we can only, like, we can only, like, we can only do better. And, like, we can only, like, inspire Mm -hmm. the youth, like you're doing, Phil, by being, like, an uncle to 175 kids. Don't hate me. And... Only like, 150. Yeah. <laughs> and like it's I mean you can only like that's all, all that we can do is like get better and yeah. like experience other people and like ex- just experience different walks of life like no matter like where you are and like appreciate people and appreciate where people come from yeah. and have empathy for people no matter who you are and like understand where people are coming from like that yeah it literally boils down to just like be a good fucking person literally (laughs) how is it hard yeah Yeah. like yeah that's it yeah like a controversial topic here we again okay i'm back baby um (laughs) so what do you feel like you see racism from the black community to other cultures 
how do I see like what do I see in terms of that do you see it like just like is how offensive we are are offended by white people being racist against black people do you feel like you see that in the black culture to other people whether it's sexuality yeah race like class or whatever you want to say I think like all like yes 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 um to all of those but I think it's like in a lot of different ways like so I'll say so like my parents are both black obviously and like they lived very different like lives up until they met each other kind of but like my grandparents are all from like the Jim Crow South so like they grew up in a very like a world that like I'll never understand and like no like I'll never understand what that's like because like they grew up in like I know do your grandparents talk about it not really not enough like to actually like understand it like they talk they like allude to a lot of things but like they don't really go into a lot of detail but like there are things like like a lot of times like um, like for instance, like my, my maternal, like my mom's mom, she like is always very vocal about everything. And like, she's been like afraid of white people mostly like most of her life. And like, I, when I remember like when I was a teenager, like I thought about it and I was like, I can understand why she would be because like, if I were her, I probably would be too. Like if I had lived like the life that she lived, like I would be terrified. Like that would be like my worst nightmare. Like even like the neighborhood that like, or like the city that my parents moved to, like when my dad retired from the military, like in Ohio, it was like predominantly white at the time. It still mostly is, but like when we moved there and my grandma kept saying, she was like, I don't know if you guys should live there. Like, I don't think you should live there. It's not safe. Like you shouldn't do it. And my mom was like, no, like we can do what we want to do. So like my parents kind of, I feel like almost are the exact opposite of that where they're like, you should never let anyone tell you that you can't do anything. Like you belong in every room that you're supposed to be in because of who you are. Like, don't let anyone sec- like, don't second guess yourself because it's almost like they're trying to like, like combat, like what they like kind of grew up like hearing a lot of. So I will say like to that degree, I feel like a lot of times from like, I feel like it's like older ish people that like I've been around like grandparents age that like are definitely like racist towards like other like races that aren't black, which I feel like a lot of old people in general could probably say. But I will say too, like, like I think you said this, like a lot of people, like a lot of black people have a lot of like um like what I can't think of the word I'm trying to say, but like animosity. Not animosity, but like are why can't I think of the word? And I know it's like on the tip of my tongue about gay people, like are very like homophobic. Oh my God. Like mm. that's the word I was trying to think of, like are very like homophobic, but I think it's a lot of, like, and I think a lot of it has to do with like religion and like being like, grow, like growing up like in church and like learning, like, this is what's right. This is what's not. And like, just a lot of like, I, I don't, I think there's a lot to unpack. So about I it. think that when you, when we, not to go on another tangent but like I think that while religion does play a lot in it too I think that which is why like even my dad like when I tell you he is a man like a man like literally to a T like you know what I mean so even when we went through the struggles that we went through with me coming out and like all of the drama that came with it now me as a 29 year old man I can look at it and see like, cause as black men, we don't talk about how we feel and things like that. I think a lot of the hardest part for my dad is like, in an essence, black men see Being afraid. weak. Yeah. 
being weak and as yeah. black men in our culture if you were literally picking cotton and you were weak you cannot like you cannot be weak and be a slave like you know and what like i mean survive. so like yeah exactly so like for them it's like a survival thing and like yeah i have my own like struggle with my dad and like whatever but like i think what i have come to terms like with it and why i'm able to like forgive him for like his initial like reaction to it is because i'm like i don't think it's you're necessarily offended that i'm attracted to men i think your fear is that when i go into the world you think that i am a weak man and that the world is going to see me as a weak man but like shannon you could literally attest to this if you know me the last word you were going to literally use to describe me is weak Absolutely. you know what I mean yeah. like yeah it's just like it's like another thing it's like you want you don't want the world to like hate your children or like no. have any negative connotation against your children anymore so it's just like one more thing um but what I will say though too is like so my like I can just think of my parents for instance like they are very much like a conservative middle America like type of like people like they're in their 50s whatever my dad though works at a high school. He works at the high school I actually used to go to. And I think that that's probably the best experience that like the best thing that could have ever happened for him because he like experiences like kids, like in general, these days are like just more open, more vocal. Like he's learning a lot about like what it means to be gay. It's okay like, to come are, out of middle school. Like it's it, a different yeah. world. And like, there <laughs> are like trans kids that go to that school. And that's also like when I went to that school, that was literally not like that at all. It was like, when we, it's just like a very pale male and stale type of vibe um my new favorite saying pale male and no stale. i'm really using pale male and stale yeah. for the rest of my life honey like but i but in him like being around i think like all these types like seeing these kids like in there like feeling comfortable and confident and also like talking to them and like be, seeing them as like humans like kind of going back to our initial point of like people experiencing people and like then understanding like oh i get it like okay, like you are still who you are, but like, this is just like another part of you. I think that's like really, I think that's like helpful because it's, it's just like, it it would be so easy to not experience that and like not be around that and just continue living, like living a nor like a, a, a sheltered life, if you will. But like, I think like, that's like a helpful experience for him. And even like one of his coworkers, his, their child like transitioned recently. And so like, he kind of saw, like knew them before they transitioned and then knew them after, but like was able to have like a, like a, like just get to know them a little bit better. And I feel like for both my parents and even just like friends that we've had too, and like, they've met them that are gay or like whatever, like they can see like, okay, like like it just like opens up their eyes a little bit more and like peels back a little bit of that like conservative like I don't know if conservative is the right word but just like like just it what from what I said before it does it becomes less of a general statement and you see a face exactly so it's not about like this it's not about the black community it's about this black person right it's not about the gay community or this person transitioning it's about like you know what like your dad, for instance, he may not be in school with his coworker's son who is transitioning to a girl, but he is literally hearing maybe the feedback right. from the father who has to literally feel what he is feeling from his son transitioning into a girl. Like, you know what I mean? So it doesn't necessarily become the trans community. Now it becomes this person. 
Rebecca to George or right. whatever. Like, you know what I mean? So I think it becomes like more, I think that's what it is. Like if you literally could feel the way that you feel and you see a face to what you are saying and you still say what you say when it's literally unreal, like it's like, how could There's you, no hope. like, yeah, like you're going to hell. So you want to be hide behind your religion, but I'm telling you right now, you're going to hell yeah. because you are literally evil. Yeah. 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 Maybe crop that part out. I don't know. But Actually, no, don't do it. Maybe, don't edit maybe, it. maybe people need to hear it. Um, I think they do. That's why I told you guys, I'm like, don't crap me out because literally what I say is what I feel. Like literally. Or what is it called? Edit me out. Because I, I feel like people like I feel like people are so scared to like say these things. Yeah. Like literally yeah. people are afraid like, as oh, being you're wrong. literally transphobic and your literally best friend's son fucking just transitioned and you are literally still transphobic. Fuck you. Like but, you're yeah. not allowed to say yeah. that. Yeah. That's why I'm hopeful that like again, as like the world as we become more global, I guess you could say, and like people intermix a lot more, like hopefully that can just like help people become more educated and develop more empathy towards people because if that's if if you if it, if that like doesn't help you then I don't know what will so mm-hmm. literally <laughs> yeah so if not you're literally a piece of shit <laughs> mic drop yeah <laughs> quote quote <laughs> All right. So, I mean, we've had, we've covered a lot of topics here. A lot. A lot. We've covered the full gamut. I knew this would happen. (laughs) Yeah. But like no episode would really be complete without our favorite segment, the man of the hour. And they just like, they run the gamut. So we have a good one. We think today, I don't know if good is the right word. We have an interesting one that it's like more so of a live man of the hour rather than like just our typical dating app one. And Phil has a a story to share about a man that he was intertwined with. The man of the hour has a man of the hour. The man of the hour has a man of the hour. Exactly. (laughs) Oh my God. Yes. Yeah. (laughs) So I tried I tried to date someone that had differentiating opinions about like life, religion, politics, and everything. And I tried to subside my own opinions to learn from him. And we did learn from each other, but in the end it couldn't work. So it was like too different. I applaud you for even giving it a go because I don't know if I could to be, to be perfectly honest, like, in these, I mean, more so in these times. Like, I wait, you guys, can I tell you? I actually listened to, I forget what episode it was, and you're both like, could you, like, it was like a red flag or something, and you're like, oh, yeah, could you date someone that was literally a Donald Trump supporter? And like, no, prior to this moment, I would have been like, fuck no, like, fuck him, trash, like, whatever. And I'm like, <laughs> am I being added right now? Because literally, I'm like trying it, but like, I tried it, and like, Anyone who's listening, don't try it. <laughs> like, it just, like, can't. If you vote for Donald Trump, you have voted for a lot of fucked up shit. And, and that's how I feel. Like, that's how I feel. Like, I think there's any other politician, like, if you vote, like, if you voted for Mitt Romney or, like, 
John McCain, McCain, whatever. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Let's talk about it. George Bush. Like we could even discuss George Bush. Exactly. Donald Trump, hard stop. Like full stop, I should say. Yeah. I've seen what I needed to see for the past four years, five years, and it's enough for me. So, but like I said, can we also just say that if you vote for Donald Trump, like as a minority, you are voting for so, like, it's like, I have never actually felt unsafe in America until Donald Trump was the president. I would agree with you. Yeah. Yeah. I like, that's a whole other podcast topic that we would need to bring some experts on for to talk, to dive into, but we're on podcast for at this point. So so block off your schedule filled, but like we like, yeah, people that are like minorities of any sort, like, and voted for Donald Trump. Like I, Need to know more, but I'm also afraid at the same time. So I'll leave it at that. I'll, we'll close. We'll close the chapter at that. So um, exactly. So all right. Well, Phil, thank you so much for joining us. You are this a record breaking. So yeah, you're a record breaking <laughs> guest because you're our first man on the pod. Um, yes, honey. Yeah, and so we'll have to have and you we'll, back. We'll on. definitely have you back. Yeah, yeah, to chat about every, you everything we've back. Talked. I'm so coming. Yeah, yeah, please show up. We'll just um, um, schedule you like months in advance because we yeah. busy. Yeah, we'll, we'll work you into our spring <laughs> You already schedule. know the yeah. schedules. Yeah. So. yeah, yeah. And I feel like Fit now, Phil, I've still never actually physically met you in person, but I feel like I know everything about you. So like, I feel like We're we've known each other for years. Yeah, we are. So <laughs> I love this uh, for my besties. You know, it's friend fusion. Is what it is. Yes. yes. I love a yeah. good friend fusion. Yeah. All right. Well, and yeah, Leah Bowen, still your number one groupie. Love you, Howard. <laughs> I'm crying. That, that is, is actually so how funny. me and Brittany met the first time. That is, my yeah. With the fucking Bowens, who I also just compared to the Obamas. So you're welcome. <laughs> You no, I actually us. did a Kim Brennan to Obama's check Instagram. It was like literally live comment. <laughs> wow. Okay. I yeah, that is some content that I need. That's that. But that is the first time I met Phil on a FaceTime when he literally just kept saying, Leah, oh, yeah, when I'm we were in Cleveland. I love I'm obsessed with you. I love you. I love your family. I love and then I like panned in. who's like, oh my God, who's that? I love you too. And I was like, hi. <laughs> yes, your husband is so very hot. Yeah. Sorry. (laughs) I would say he's the Jay-Z near Beyonce, but like very far more attractive couple than that. So you're welcome. (laughs) Maybe like the Russell Williams or Sierra or something like that. Oh, there you go. Honestly, they're just the Leah and Howard because like (laughs) own category. At me, follow me, Howard. Love you. He's Howard's number one fan. So maybe this has become number like a one. Howard podcast now. So yeah, we'll have you and Howard so. on an episode yeah. together. Yeah. <laughs> you think I'm red now? I would literally be blushing like, what? <laughs> <laughs> oh my God. Oh my God. <laughs> okay, well, we love well, everyone. Thank you yeah. for having me. You both are thanks really for amazing. Coming. Yeah. Yeah. We thanks love so much. You. For- Thank you guys for tuning in. Sorry, Brett, were you going to say something? No, go ahead.
I was just say thanks for tuning in and uh, there will definitely be more Phil content to come. So great review, yeah. subscribe. <laughs> yeah, please. <do. laughs> All right. Well, thanks everyone for listening and we'll see you next week.